The following presentation is brought to you by the KMmedia.pro network. Each channel is created to provide highly engaging and fascinating content presented in an entertaining light just for you. Please visit KMmedia.pro for complete information. Now, stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our mission is to bring to you the best, most uplifting content heard anywhere. Great guests, interesting topics and ideas presented with a fun, entertaining style. Please join me, Kevin McDonald, and my friends as we bring new thoughts, terrific people, and creative ideas directly to you. Please join us right now for Positive Talk Radio. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of Positive Talk Radio. It's Monday, and not only is it Monday, it's a special Monday because it's Valentine's Day. Somebody's going, uh-oh, I forgot, and they're, and, uh, they're going to be uh, pressed this afternoon to find what they need. Benny, how are you today, sir? I mean, I highly doubt anyone's really forgot about or didn't see the notice about Valentine's Day when it's usually like the second day after New Year's that already this stuff is hitting the stores. In fact, it's probably right after Christmas, literally. <laughs> yeah, so, that's that, that's true. But if you're like me, you haven't been to a store since New Year's. This is true. Also, no taken. Thank you very much. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so if you forgot uh here's your reminder call to make sure that you do something because uh, you've got to do something yeah uh, or or you can be sleeping on the couch tonight yeah. your choice well i mean come on now not everyone gets to do that you should be celebrating love 365 days a year anyway kevin that is so true if you have so, somebody to love. Yes, that, that's, that you can love important. yourself, Kevin. You've got to I start do. with your I, don't, <laughs> you, you feel like there's no one out there. There's you. Love yourself. I man. know. Come I on. Know. Give yourself a big hug. I'm not going to get any flowers Aw, Kevin, stop. You can buy yourself <laughs> flowers. Make them. No, I'll buy something else that's more more in line with my thoughts. At the, oh, you know, negative rather. Nathan over here. Like, what is going on? <laughs> Turn that frown upside down. Come on, Kevin. You can do it. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Right. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Benny, thank you very much for providing us with a great uh, uh, place to be today. And, uh, and uh, everybody can listen to the show. I've got a great show for you today. Um, I interviewed this gentleman on uh, my independence report uh, last week, and uh, I just had to bring him back because he is his story, the book he wrote. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna approach it a little bit differently, I think, today uh, than we did on that show. So if you want to go back to listen to that, go to mindependencereport.com, and that's where you'll find him. Today, um, we're gonna talk to Steve, and we're gonna talk about his work, what he's doing, how he got to be where he's at, and all of that kind of stuff. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Steve Boris. He is the author of How to Beat Stalin, Hitler, and the Southern State Parkway. And it, it, it received five stars. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. Most of the time, if you go to Amazon, they'll give you, like, five stars or whatever. But there's one or two ratings and stuff. He got five stars, and he had 13 ratings. And, um, you know, the, the tagline that they use is, do you ever wonder why bad things happen to good people? 
Do you want to know how to overcome adversity and become successful despite terrible odds? Well, the gentleman that we have with us on the phone is that guy. His name is, uh, again, Steve Boris. Steve, how are you? Oh, doing great. Thank you for having me on the show. You are more than welcome, sir. We appreciate your time and your effort and all the things that you've gone through in in your upbringing in your life, which are in the uh, in the book, and uh, it it's a, it's a um, autobiography of you and your family. Correct? Yes, it's a family history, and uh, you know it, it transcends my life and that of uh, my grandparents. And then uh, the next one will be about my children. <laughs> oh, cool. The sequel going to. And by the way, how many kids do you got? We didn't ask. I didn't ask that. Yeah, I have uh, my son is 16, Peter, and I have a daughter, Emma, who's 19. Oh, wow. You got a couple of teenagers in the house. Oh, yeah. They're at the point where they don't want to talk to me anymore, and they're geniuses, and uh, you know, everything I do is wrong. So that's a fun, fun time. But By the way, <laughs> I can tell you I can tell you from personal experience that for some magical reason when they turn 30, you're get you're going to be a whole lot smarter than that now. <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll be a fun day. Yeah. Come back <laughs> it's 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 hard having teenagers and uh and I I remember it well, but uh it's uh, when they get to be 30 and they start appreciating who you are and what you bring to the world. It's 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 kind of nice. And you bring quite a lot to the world because uh currently you're a football coach. You've been a football coach for how many 20 years? 25 something? Yeah, about 25 years. And, and I've been, uh, also uh teaching high school social studies as well. So, so I, I got to ask you, how could you be dumber than a stick if you're teaching high school um, uh, social studies and, and, and coaching football? Dumber than a stick? I don't know. Um, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, it's been, it's been a great career. And, uh, you know, this is uh, the book is going to be uh, something uh, I'm trying to do in addition uh, as another venue to try to uh, – help and give back to the community and this book was just published on january 7th 2022 and uh so it's it's been out uh just got out how's the how's the book doing by the way uh so far so good it seems like uh people uh, are enjoying it we're getting a lot of positive buzz uh, i don't have any numbers yet but um you know hopefully uh the, the reviews have been great uh, some people have uh, contacted me and, and said, uh, you know, it's, it's helped to make a difference in their life, and, and that's what it's all about. Well, you know, your episode in just one week has been downloaded several hundred times on on my various platforms, and so that's that's a, a real good indication that you're striking home with uh, the the writing that you've done here, um, because it's it is. Um, I, I honestly don't know, Steve, how that you have come out the other side of your youth and, and, and growing up with all the things that happened and, and, um, have decided to, to, uh, be a football coach, which is a, I played football and I love my coaches and I know that your kids loved you and, and you've had an impact with so many kids and, and to do that and, uh, um, and to teach and what's it by the way i gotta ask you we didn't talk about this but i gotta ask you what's it like to teach high school these days oh you know it's uh 
you know, I, I love it. Um, it's been diff- difficult with all the, uh, obviously in the age of COVID, um, especially with the mask, the mask mandate we have out here. And, uh, you know, it's um, difficult for the kids. It's difficult to get up and try to, to teach and, you know, you're sucking wind and <laughs> you got to make adjustments. Uh, it's really bothered me personally because you can't see facial cues and, and get the uh, response from the kids. Um, and, you know, the kids have been uh, down a little bit, you know, they've been, uh, you know, saddened and uh, by this whole process and, uh, you know, they've missed out on sports and other opportunities. And that's why, you know, it's so important that we, as educators, you know, just try to give them everything we got and, uh, you know, try to make a connection any which way you can and uh, and think outside of the box and be creative. Are you still under a mask mandate there? Yeah. Um, right now it's under review, and hopefully within the next uh, week or so, I think we'll be, uh, we'll be getting back to normal or as normal as we can be. Uh, you know, it's something that's been hotly debated and, uh, you know, the politics of it, you know, we don't want to get into that, but, um, <laughs> you know, hopefully, uh, <laughs> no, 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 know, no, no, uh, no, 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 hopefully, you know, we can, uh, be getting this, uh, this pandemic behind us and, uh, getting back to, uh, a new normal here. It has been a challenging time for all of us, and uh, um, I just would like to hope that that it's going going to go away now, and and with spring coming, and it's going to be really a uh, much better time for all of us, and and we can get back to life as normal, so that you can coach some more more boys. Are you are you continuing to coach when it's available? Oh yeah, um, right now we're getting into uh, getting ready for spring track season, and then. Uh, Football is uh, right around the corner, and can't wait. For, can't wait to get get back into uh, the action. It's and, and you coach because you like the kids and you want to help the kids, right? Yeah, um, you know it's a way to give back uh, to all the folks who helped me. Like as you said, I had a great deal of difficulties growing up, and uh, you know I've been a dead in a gutter somewhere a long time ago if it wasn't for all the not just uh, wonderful coaches, but also teachers, um, you know, who stepped up uh, along the way and, uh, you know, really showed me how to, um, how to survive and then not just survive, but thrive. And, uh, you know, now have a chance to kind of give back to the community that, that helped me so much. Well, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the um, Amazon review here and it says, uh, and this is what you wrote. The hope is that these experiences can help you in your struggles and can give you hope for a better tomorrow. If you're getting your butt kicked by life and want to turn the tables, this book might just be for you. It will be at times will make you angry. And yes, you might even cry. You will definitely laugh. And you might even um, do something in your pants. And who knows, <laughs> it, it might change your life. Are you ready? And again, the name of the book is How to Beat Stalin, Hitler, and the Southern State Parkway. And uh, you can get that at Amazon or any major bookseller. I highly recommend the book. I am um, hesitate to really go into detail about the book only because it is um, 
it's a story that will get you started and you will not stop reading it because so many things happen in such a short period of time. And, uh, and so Steve, let me, let me ask you, cause it's it, really, it started when you were about five. Um, and, um, when you got to college, was that kind of the end of it or, did, and you were able to turn it all around with coaches help and people's help and to move forward in a real positive direction? You know, getting getting to college was, you know, we call it the end of the beginning. <laughs> you know, um, it was, you know, and, and that's a big part of it is that it never actually ends. You know, once you overcome uh, a challenge, you know, be it small, like, you know, waking up on time and being consistent there or, uh, you know, drinking too much or a serious injury, you know, just when you <laughs> – recover and you think, okay, we got smooth sailing, you know, something else is going to pop up again. And it's about how do you find the resilience? How do you find the willpower? And also, how do you make the connections? How do you get with the right group of people who are doing the right thing, who are going to be there for you, and then you in turn being there for them? Um, the big message of the book is we can't do anything, you know, alone. Uh you know, that we, we, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to, to be vulnerable, but at the same time, you got to take advantage of those opportunities. You got to work your butt off and you got to stay in the fight. Um, and hopefully by sharing these stories, you know, whether it's my Bobcha and her adventures and, uh, you know, she was basically a superhero as far as I'm concerned, or even some other family members, um, uh, you know, and coaches and their stories uh, that you, I want to give everybody hope for a better tomorrow, that it's going to be okay, stick it out, and we'll get through this together. So, so far what I've got is that you surround yourself with a good group of people. I assume that you did that when you were, when you were in college or shortly thereafter. Yes. And, and, and that, uh, you know, go ahead. No, and it's that that it's about being able to see the opportunities, you know. And sometimes, even you know, now as an an old man, now you still have struggles, do still things. And sometimes the hate and the anger and the resentment or feeling cheated can blind you. It can blind you to the good things that are popping up all around you, you know. And and sometimes, you know, it's just beyond your nose. Um, and it, it can cloud you, can cloud your judgment. Um, like for me, you know, the inspiration I needed was, was my bopcha was, was, you know, and, and the stories my mother would tell me over coffee cake, you know, it was right down the hall. Um, but then you also have some folks like my sister in the book who lived in the same house, grew up the same way, raised the same way by the same people, but, but couldn't see it but couldn't, uh, you know, find a way for, for whatever reason. And we get into detail in that in the book and how two people start off in the same place can end up in, in very different areas based on your choices. Is it a, is it a mental thing? Is it a, uh, is it part of your DNA? What was it about you that you were able to, overcome all of these things that happened to you versus like your sister who took a different path. What was within you to be able to do that? 
Uh, I think for me, particularly, it came down to messages I was receiving and what's being reinforced. And again, you know, um, I, I got myself into football, you know, when I was down and had nothing and was struggling and, you know, uh, I got, I became a part of that family and from there I thrived. Now it doesn't have to just be football, you know, not everybody's going to be into that sort of thing. That's not for everybody, but it could be theater. Like my daughter, she got very much into theater when she was younger, uh, music, right? It could be the chess club, you know, whatever it is, whatever positive, uh, organization, um, that just reinforces that message, um, can, can go a long way to, uh, teaching you good fundamentals for life. Um, you know, as an educator, we always call that like head fake learning. You know, you're only going to play the sport for, for X amount of time before your knees fall off, right? And you can't do it anymore. But the real beauty is the lessons learned that applies to a job, to running a business, to, to running your family. And those things are universal. You know, I, I also was an athlete when I was in, in not that you know it today, but I was an athlete when I was in high school and stuff. And some of my most cherished memories were either on a baseball diamond, a wrestling mat, or a football field. And the people that were there to support, and which is why I hold coaches in such high esteem. And uh, because they, they are there genuinely... I mean, come on. You know, high school coaches don't get paid very much to do that. It just basically covers your expenses, right? Yeah, it's uh, we're, we're not going to get rich doing it. Um, you know, we joke, uh, try to, to you know, once in a while, trying to calculate how many hour what the pay per hour would be for coaching football. I wouldn't and, do that uh, if I were you. <laughs> you'll, you you'll, you'll get so, you'll get really depressed if you do that because it would be it would probably be in the single digits. <laughs> but you know, that's, that's not why you do it. Um, you know, especially on the high school level, you know, or even the youth level of you know, coach youth at times too. And, uh, you know, you do it because, uh, you're trying to make a difference. Oh, and by the way, it's a heck of a lot, a heck of a lot of fun. Um, you know, that, that also helps, you know, when you can see it all come together and all the pieces and then, you know, um, I now have, former players and students who are thirties and my God help me 40 years old. And they come back and they say, Hey, thank you. And then you see them become a coach or a teacher or something. And you see them giving back. And it's just, you know, a tremendous experience. And uh, one of the things we always say about a season, you know, when you get to the end of the season, you say, well, was that a successful season? I always say, you know, we're not going to find out till 10 years, 10, 12 years later when those kids grow up and, they start living their lives, you know, were they able to internalize those lessons and then actualize them in, you know, the real world as uh, they become a professional and community member and head of a family. Absolutely. Uh, I remember, well, first of all, I went to Juanita high school, which is a local high school on the east side here. And uh, my coach's name was uh, Jock McLaughlin. And he's still with us. He is, uh, he's retired, obviously, now, uh, since I'm 64. He's got to be older than that. And uh, right. he was, um, he gave me some life lessons. And I, and I told you this story, but it bears repeating, <clears throat> only because it really did impact and change how I thought about life. 
and our role in it and what we do. Um, at the end of practice, we would do 100-yard uh, sprints. We'd put our hand down on the one goal line, and we'd uh, sprint to the other goal line, turn around, put our hand on mm-hmm. the goal line, and sprint back. Oh, sure. You know, and you you know you got to get into shape to play football, and and uh, and I'm sure you've you've run those drills with the kids as well. And one one time, it, like we were like the fourth one in, one of the guys decided he was going to put his hand six inches over the line, rather oh. than on the line. <laughs> Six yep. inches over the line, and the and Jock at that moment took the opportunity to give us a life lesson, which was yep. if you're going to cheat by six inches, which is and when you're running a hundred yard sprint, six inches is nothing. If you're going to honestly cheat at that, you'll cheat at anything, and you will be less successful than you might otherwise be because you're trying to take a shortcut rather than doing what's right. And that and he spent 10 minutes, Steve, he spent 10 minutes on that. <laughs> which which actually we were happy about because I was pretty winded at that point. So we got a chance to recover a little bit. But the poor yeah. kid that, that, that this happened to and I I'm hoping I remember his name clearly but I'm not going to repeat it here because he might be listening. Um, but he, he provided us with an, with something that I carried through my management career and everything else, which was do the job, do it right and have integrity about it. And that's that in that just little six inch thing was, was a, was a major life lesson. Could you have any stories like that that you'd like to share? Oh, sure. You know, that's a beautiful story. That tells everything. It's about integrity, integrity. And, uh, you know, it's a life's a game of inches. You know, we had um, one coach, my mentor, my high school coach, uh, John DeLuca, who was a, a Long Island legend. You know, he's since passed away. And, um, you know, the, the techniques, some of the techniques he, he taught us were a bit old-fashioned that you wouldn't necessarily use today. But the the lessons about being a man and, and how to take care of business were, were just uh, timeless. Um, we had something called the lineman's prayer. Ready? No worry, we're not converting to a different religion. Uh, but this is a, a little code for lineman. And it goes, we work the hardest, we're known the least, but who cares? For we are the reason. And, you know, just think about that, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and it says everything. You know, as a lineman, you never touch the ball. You never score a touchdown unless there's some sort of catastrophic, <laughs> you know, uh, once in one in a million type of deal. Um, and I never, you know, touched the ball, but I, I could have cared less. I just wanted to be with my brothers doing good work every day and being able to create something bigger than yourself that you can never do by yourself, that you can only do with the group. Um, it is just, you know, so powerful and just so, uh, motivating, you know, and, and you apply that to the rest of your life, right? Like you're doing a radio station right now. You can show in how many people are working, how many people does that take to pull that production off and, and just how good you feel after it. Um, running a family, you know, with your, with your spouse and the kids and grandma's got to pitch in and this, that, and the neighbor, right? 
Um, if we could apply that to all of society, you know, and I know that's what you're trying to do with this program is trying to bring everybody together, which is absolutely beautiful. Um, that's what sports do. That's what all these uh, things do. And if we can remember that, you know, <laughs> the lessons of our youth and apply them to every day, uh, to me, that's the answer. Oh, without question, without without question, because especially in football. Now, wrestling is a little bit different because that's more of an individual sport. But when you're on sure. a football team and you're trying to get good, it requires 11 people to work in unison and to understand their role within the framework and to execute it in order to be successful. You can't be, that's why, that's where they, why they say there is no I in team. Because Absolutely. you have to work together. And if you don't, you're not going to be successful. And uh, the goal is to, you know, to be successful and to have fun. And uh, that can only happen when you work together as a team. By the way, Steve, I've got, I've got a news flash. Are you ready? All right. Let's do it. It is it is uh, Valentine's Day, as you may or may not remember, and um, one of our sponsors, A Natural Design, is available today. If you forgot and you need flowers delivered to somebody today, you can call Holly at 425-499-8185, by, and keep, keep note of this, before 1 o'clock, and she can get flowers delivered into the Kirkland Bothell area. There are four zip codes that she would be able to do, and that's Kirkland Bothell, and that's well within our reach here. So if you are um, looking and are desperate and you went to the flower shop or you went someplace and there wasn't anything available, uh, Holly has reserved a little bit of of. Uh, of product so that she can do a design for you and she is a remarkable designer so again that number is 425-499-8185 call before one o'clock you've got three and a half hours to get this done so give her a call 425-499-8185 Eight, five. I had to repeat the numbers again, Steve, because somebody was fumbling for a pen to, to, to get that done. So, so do that, and uh, and then you can get out of the doghouse if you're about to enter it. You don't want to do that. So, uh, so, and we're talking also by with Steve Boris. He is the author of How to Beat Stalin, Hitler, and the Southern State Parkway. It is a book of that is important. It is uh, a book about giving back. It's also a book about about why do good things happen or why do bad things happen to good people? Had, Steve, was that a question that you often asked yourself as you were uh, moving through uh, your life? Was why me? What is when you know all these things that have gone wrong and stuff? Why me? Did you ever think that? Oh, uh, every day, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, it was um, it was tough growing up as a kid. You know, we grew up in a, a nice area, nice town. You know, we we had a nice house, and um, things that were happening to our family were were quite unusual, and they just continued to to get bombarded time and time again. You know, and not that other people don't have struggles, 
you know, but just the, the losses that we kept taking um, in, in very shocking ways uh, in, in different instances, you know, um, it, it can't, it, it's something that can make you start feeling bad for yourself. Um, and that can, unfortunately, for some folks, can become a mindset where you start saying, and you start throwing yourself, uh, you know, a pity party. And becoming down and depressed kind of becomes a part of your culture. And it, it when that starts to happen, it can be very hard to break. Um, and it also goes to something my mother always stressed. Her One of her favorite things she used to like to tell me was that um, you can have what you want or you can have excuses. And I want you to think about that. She was um, a wise lady. And my, you know, when I started looking at the problems and tragedies and they just kept stacking up, I had some tremendous excuses to roll over, go in a ditch, right, crawl into a bottle, you know, go, go start smoking, whatever. And people would have said, okay, we get it. We feel bad for you. And I could have lived with those excuses and could have been completely miserable and justified in those life outcomes. Or I could get off my butt, get in the fight, and find a way to have a nice life. And, you know, when I say nice life, it doesn't mean you have to become, you know, president or a nuclear psychiatrist, I say, but just, you know, or, or you know, you have to have, uh, a, be a person of love, try to take care of folks, try to raise your family the right way, try to be a, a friend and try to, you know, take care of your community. And that's a choice. Uh, it might be harder for some to actualize, right? You know, if you're born with a silver spoon and blah, blah, blah. Um, but when you have those challenges and every time you're able to overcome one, you know, it, it builds your armor plate. Um, I was just talking with my daughter about this the other day and she's had some major challenges she's had to overcome in her life. And, uh, you know, I was like, oh, I feel bad for you that you had to go through these obstacles. And she's like, I'm not, she goes, I'm stronger now. Uh, you know, she's starting to tell me some wise things, my daughter. And, um, <laughs> you know, when, when those things happen to you, you get in that armor for a reason, you know, you're leveling up for a reason. Um, it might be to take on an even bigger challenge. And you might say, why me? <laughs> why do I get, how did I win this lottery? Right? Of all the freaking lotteries to win, right? I got to this. But, um, you know, <clears throat> you got it because you can take it, because you have the strength. And it's your choice, you know. Um, and people don't always realize that. They don't realize they have a choice in it. They feel uh, victimized. Um, and, no, it's not fair what's happening to you. It's not fair, but what are you going to do about it now? You know, a lot of people, I don't, well, I don't know about a lot of people, but there are, there are people that will use that as an excuse why they're not going to be successful because, Perfect. because this happened when I was a kid and, and this, how, you know, I was, I was the fat kid and I got, you know, um, um, the stuff that you went through when you were, when you were younger. Um, and, and you can take that and morph that into a story that you're telling yourself 
that lasts your entire lifetime. And what a waste that is. Mm-hmm. You're 100% right. Um, you know, and that's the other thing. You control your story. Right? People don't understand that either. Um, you know, and too often, you know, you look around the world with politics and the news. You know, it could be it could be daunting. It could be intimidating. Um, but uh, it can also be inspiring. And you know, anytime you're in doubt, there's there's help out there. Um, there's inspiration out there. And, uh, you know, I think also the other thing I want folks to know with the book is that you're loved, right? Yes. And you deserve to be loved. And you don't deserve these bad things. Many times it's not your fault. And, you know, what got me through was just hearing, you know, my mother's voice. And that's why a big reason I wrote the book the way I did, a lot of it is a conversation I'm having with my mother as a kid at the coffee table and uh, eating the coffee cake. And, you know, if I look at the troubling times we're having right now, and if I could bring one person back, you know, to try to be a a hero against all the the chaos, it would be her. And uh, I think everybody, they would do them a lot of good to sit down with uh, Norma Boris, my mom, and have a piece of cake. And, uh, you know, a cigarette. I know you're, you guys share the same brand. <laughs> yeah, and, yes, uh, we do. Yeah, get, get some, uh, get some good, uh, words of advice. Not that I would tell them telling the kids to smoke, but, <laughs> but, uh, you know, just to sit and, uh, know that you're loved and, that uh, tomorrow it can be a better day. Your mother sounds like she was an incredible lady. Oh yeah. And, um, you know, the, the, the challenges that fell on her as a, as a mother, as a single mother and trying to take care of two needy kids and, and just even in good times, you know, I look at my own life and I have a tremendous wife and we have a good family support and we have, you know, good jobs and the whole thing. Oh my God. What a what a challenge it is, right? Just to keep it going and and keep uh, these and raise these kids and <laughs> um, and then just to do it with the added challenges of you know uh, she was she was a saint and all and, women who have take on those challenges are God bless them more power to them. And there is lots of wisdom out there that you can tap into. People that genuinely care. If you'll listen, but it takes you mm-hmm. to, to sit down and to listen to someone and listen to their wisdom about the stories that you're telling yourself that aren't true about how you feel about yourself. That probably isn't true and what you can do about it. You can change, it can change everything and it can do it in a, in a, in a heartbeat and in a dime and in, in, in just a, a moment, um, you can you can you can change if if you're feeling bad if you're feeling depressed number one get help um yes. but if you if you're feeling badly about yourself or you're telling yourself a story that has no basis in reality get yourself some help say i'm gonna today you know i got it you know there's a there was a coach here you may recognize the name his name was uh, frosty westerling do you remember that name no i'm not familiar 
he was uh, the coach of PLU or or UPS. One of the, one of those two. Somebody will call me and tell me the the truth. And he was a, um, a college coach, and uh, the teams that he put on the field were really really good. And part of it was because of his saying, and he actually wrote a book about it, which was called "Make It a Great Day." It's your choice. You can have a crappy day or you can have a great day. Make it a great day. I think that's sound advice, don't you? Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I try, I take that, um, another version of that same, same message is uh, you control the weather. And, uh, you know, I learned that from uh, my principal. Um, you know, he always says, you know, when you're teaching, you control the weather. And if you go in, and even if you have to teach the most, like, you know, boring, mundane topic, right, as I sometimes have to do in economics, I, you know, you have to go in there like it's the most important thing that's ever happened. And you go in there fired up and with enthusiasm and, and with love and, uh, you know, yell and scream and, you know, people are going to follow you. Maybe maybe not everybody, but at least now you have a chance. Um you know, versus are you going there? Okay, this this stinks. Let's just endure this. You know, well, they're, they're going to follow your lead. Um, that's why it's it's important, you know, to have uh, the right leaders in place. Absolutely. By the way, Benny uh, just came to my rescue and saved the day. Frosty Westerling coached from 1972 to 2003 at PLU, which is Pacific Lutheran University down in Tacoma. And he was a national, they won a, a national title under his leadership. And the, he was also very important to the community. And um, just like you are. And it, it's, it's, I don't know what it is about um, you guys that want to give back so much. But I, I tell you, we, I applaud you uh, very much for what you do. I appreciate that. And, uh, you know. Just understand, you know, we we uh, we screw these things up, we make mistakes, um, we're always learning, you know. And um, as you're trying to go through life, one of the most important people you have to forgive is yourself. Um, you're gonna fall for hate, you're gonna fall for anger, you're gonna have setbacks. It's okay, you know. Forgive yourself um, and move on. You know, don't don't beat yourself up too much. Because, uh, you know, sometimes we can be our own worst enemy as far as that becomes. Oh, yeah. And we, we and oftentimes we are our worst enemy uh, because we don't, for some reason, when, we, when we're born, we believe that, the, you know, life is going to be good and everything's going to be, you know, you're just starting out in your journey and, and stuff. But as we start to grow up and get a little older and everybody tells you that you're too this or you're too that or you're not good enough and that, whatever it is, then we start taking those things to heart and then we start believing them and that leads us down a path that we don't deserve to go. Because if I knew today what, if I knew when I was 20, and I'm sure you could say the same thing, if I knew, if I knew when I was 20 what I know today about myself and about how good I am and how right, you know, and all that stuff, I, my life would have been totally different. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Um but that's the whole point. Uh -huh. uh, the point of life is to is to make those mistakes, and not not to regret it, but to embrace it. You know, uh, and we're all here to learn. 
you know, I haven't quite figured out the, the mysteries of the universe. So uh, I'm still working on that. But, you know, <laughs> I know we're here for the ride, you know, and it's it's the, the journey. And every day you get up and you learn something new. And it might take you three, four or five mistakes to, to learn that lesson. And, you and you, uh, you know, you'll, you'll start seeing you'll, uh, they'll give you as much time as you want to learn the lesson. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, you know, I'm not getting too mystical here, but that's why we're here. We're, we're, we're here to learn and to, to figure it out step by step. And, and the best lesson I think I've learned is we got to do it together and we got to take care of each other. And uh, the most important thing I've learned is love. And that is always the right answer. And, uh, it may take a, a while to get there. But that's that's where you want to be. And that and that actually even applies to your life in day to day. As an example, um, if you're listening to this and uh, you had an interaction with a cashier today, maybe at the grocery store or like I used to do as a bus driver or something. If you uh, approach that from the standpoint of caring and love and and you say nice things or you just smile that might be the only smile that person's going to get all day and it affect, can positively affect them in in their whole world in their whole day and uh so if you have the opportunity just think about it and uh just say thank you and uh have a good day and you know it's i think i think that's so so vitally important that we treat each other with more respect and caring than uh, we tend to do, and I'm I'm working to f try and fix that, trying to trying to change that. So, I'm and so I know you're doing you the that. same thing. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you said that because we we take people you know in the service industries for granted sometimes. Like, well, you're just supposed to do your job, and uh, and I know uh, this is one of the local supermarkets that I love to go to. They have a little form you fill out. Uh, at the end of the checkout line, you know, did you, if you like the service, you know, fill out this card, write the server's name, you know, at the checkout line, the cashier's name and put it in the box and they could win a, you know, a free lunch. And it's always at the end of the line, right? After the experience is over, I always like to take it, you know, skip up to the end of the line and, and fill it out before we even start the checkout. And I'll say, Hey, uh, Marge or whatever the person's name is, right? I know this is going to be a great experience, and I'm going to fill this out before we start. And guess what? Person always smiles, and therefore we always have a great experience. You know, and when you go into something happy, right? You're going to be more effective. It's going to be better. You're going to have a, a better day versus saying I'm going to be happy. But you might that, not ever get there. That's that's <laughs> right. That's right. We we have the opportunity every day to be happy. Not you don't wait until something for something to make you happy. Be happy, and everything will work out just fine. By the way, we're talking with Steve Boris. He's the author that's written the book "How to Beat Stalin, Hitler, and the Southern State Parkway," and uh, you know the, the story of his grandmother. And what she went through prior to and during World War II is amazing. And she is a heroine 
of 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 note because of what she went through. Get the book and read all about that. That that was a terrible time for her, but she carried it with grace and dignity, and uh, so much so that uh, when Steve was five, he wasn't even aware of any of that. And his mother had to tell him that a little bit later. And uh, but she was she was a remarkable lady, and uh, and you know I think we all my my grandmother as an example was also a remarkable she doesn't have that kind of story but she was a remarkably kind wonderful woman and uh, that that meant a lot to me uh, as I was growing up as your grandmother meant to you I'm sad to say that you lost her at such an early age but she was awesome. Oh, she was. And, uh, you know, and that's the thing. She went up against some epic forces. Uh, and maybe, you know, your grandmother didn't. Uh, but that doesn't discount her experience. It doesn't make it any less valuable or any less of a teachable moment, um, you know, positive or negative. Right. And that's the thing. Sometimes it could be an epic struggle uh, against a dictator or, or it can be you know, substance abuse or, or something, you know, a bad relationship, um, loss of a job, COVID, right? Yeah. Um, it, it, it can help to, to make you inspirational and, dare I say, immortal, or, or it could be your own destruction. Um, and I've had friends come to me, you know, like you say, hey, my grandma did some great stuff too, or my grandpa, or I got an uncle who, you know, one guy said, I have my uncle Storm Normandy. You know, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> That's Let's amazing. Let's talk about that. And, and and you, you know, and and maybe you would never even think to look or ask. I go, write that book, right? Write an essay, or, or even if you're not going to public, you know, make a put make a video for the for the grandkids and, and just inspire your own family, um, and inspire the neighbors, right? Um, and imagine if we got all this inspiration out there. And everybody was telling these great stories instead of the horse crap you see on the news, you know, night in and night out. And people trying to tell you how much we're different and, and who we should hate. Uh, let's get some of these stories out there and we'll tell you how to, how to love and how to find a way to, to make a better world. And Steve, I, I got to tell you this story real quick, because there, there was a time when I was doing something called Family Legacies. And I would go and record somebody's story, their life story. And what what I found was that older people that have been on the planet for a while seem to discount the quality and the, uh, the and their life story. I interviewed one gentleman who didn't really want to be interviewed, but his son kind of made him. And it right. uh, turns out that he was on the staff of, uh, of uh, George Patton, during World War oh, II, wow. when he was making his run across Europe, and uh, virtually saved, you know, and, and saved a lot of lives yeah. because saved, he went saved the world. <laughs> yes, and and then after the war, he went to Hollywood, and he met people like now you'll remember these names. There's some people in our audience, sadly, who won't, but he met Bob Hope and Bing Crosby. Oh, wow. And got and and so his his life was really was a fascinating story that he that because he told it to me is saved forever. But most people don't don't think that their story is worth anything. So if you are younger, go sit down. 
I love your I love the analogy. Go sit down and have some coffee cake with your grandma or grandpa while they're still here and ask them about their story, their life, what they experienced, what they did. Um and you you'll get a whole new perspective of who they are, won't they, Steve? Absolutely. And you'll see that somebody, you know, that has your blood, right? Blood relative overcame and survived and made it. And then you're going to realize, well, heck, I, I can too. And that's your legacy. And it's also your responsibility. Um, I look at my bhakcha and what she uh, accomplished and my mother and, you know, other relatives. I have an obligation to to go and live a nice life um, because that's what they set me up for. And if I don't, that's how the evil wins. That's how you, you know, we talk back to the, the, that's how you beat Stalin, Hitler and the Southern state parkway by honoring the legacy of those folks, by furthering the cause, you know, move the football another 10 yards down the field, you know, and, and then pass it off to your, you know, your children and grandchildren and have them uh, carry the load a little bit further towards, uh, you know, towards bringing us all together and making a planet the way it's supposed to be. Well, and with you writing this book, and I'm sure that you told your kids the story, the story of your family for a long time. And so they have, you're carrying that legacy forward for them so that they can then in turn do the same thing for their kids, right? Absolutely. You know, I, I told my daughter the other day, we were having this talk, and you know, she's had her own trials and tribulations, and she inspires me. Um, you know, I kind of came to the realization, I go, maybe I'm not the, the main character in this book. I go, maybe you are, Emma. <laughs> you know, and I'm just a, a supporting role. And, you know, as I thought about that, you know, that we always think of ourselves in our lives as the main character, right? <laughs> right. But, but maybe I'm here, here just to, to play a role. To, to inspire somebody else, whether it's her, kid, maybe somebody listening on the radio right now, they pick it up and, you know, and who knows, um, you know, what the, uh, you know, the, the shock waves this can send out, the positive energy it could send out um, can affect, you know, um, maybe, you know, uh, I did my part and pass it on to somebody else who's going to, you know, get the touchdown and, and finish it and uh, truly, you know, make a life-changing, world-changing contribution. Well, I'll tell you, Steve, the cool thing is is that your book, by the the way, the name of the book is How to Beat Stalin, Hitler, and the Southern Southern State Parkway. And um, Steve uh, uh, Boris is, is our guest, and... I can, I'll, I'll tell you, you have done a lot for to make that happen. And there's somebody that's going to pick up your book that you'll never meet. And it's going to change their life. Well, that's, that's my hope and my prayer. And, um, you know, I just, I'm going to have to get off the phone now. But uh, I just wanted to thank you so much for this tremendous opportunity. Uh, I, I respect and admire your work so much. And, uh, you know, you're... You're one of the the heroes out there who's making this world better, you know, by doing this this broadcast and all your programs and and all the work you did in the past, like that family history. That thing is that's to me sounds tremendous, and uh, you know, maybe hopefully you can revive that too. 
<laughs> I, I, I intend to once I when I get a little time. But by the way, we've been talking with, and I know you got to go. You're probably teaching, aren't you? Yep, my lunch is over, and uh, we got to go get back into the fight now. <laughs> well, thank you for spending your lunch with us. We really, really appreciate it. So go ahead and go. And uh, uh, by the way, we've been talking with Steve Boris. He's written the book, How to Beat Stalin, Hitler, and the Southern State Parkway. Pick it up. You can get it at Amazon and any any other major outlet. It's really important. And, oh, by the way, alert, alert again. It's Valentine's Day. So if you have a Valentine that you haven't planned for and you need to do something real quick, I have an answer for you. If you live in, um, if you live in Bothell and uh, Kirkland, and that would be call a natural design. I'm going to give you the number in just a second. So call a natural design. They will take your order up until 1 o'clock today and will deliver it today, which may be uh, unheard of. You may not be able to get that anywhere else. So because, of course, it's Valentine's Day and florists are very busy today. So that number again is, are you ready? 425-499-8185. Holly is standing by. Actually, she's busy working uh, her fingers to the bone, probably. But her designs are just amazing. So please give her a call if you have the need, 425-499-8185. That's a natural design. And they're located in Bothell. So you can uh, um, call them. And if you, like I said, but you need to call before 1 o'clock. And that's when it's that's when it goes away. So I'd like to thank everybody for uh, being here today. I hope you have a wonderful Valentine's evening, and then do something nice for yourself. Do something nice for somebody else, and be kind to one another because each other's all we got. We'll see you Wednesday at four on Positive Talk Radio. 